Philip Malloy is here and I met somebody during the week and of course because of my age I can't remember who I met oh. but he saw Kevin Spacey on the West End stage in recent weeks yes. on a one man show and apparently he said Spacey was unbelievably mm. good yeah. because you've news of Spacey well yeah the thing is he was uh, he, he was running the old Vic and uh, what he did was he, he one of the things he did over the last three or four years was to introduce a whole series of classic plays um, into the Old Vic. And uh, he's been a huge success. I think he's given it up now, but he's been a huge success. Anyway, not a very nice fellow, though. Apparently not. Not very pleasant. No, apparently not. No. I interviewed him and it was one of my less pleasant <laughs> interviews. Yeah, he's a great Jack Lemon fan. He does a great impersonation of Jack oh, Lemon. Yeah, I Jack missed out on asking him he that. He thought Lemon was the greatest thing of all time. Anyways, he's uh, he just signed a deal uh, to produce. Uh, his his company is, is producing. His, he has a company called Trigger Street and his company is producing this um, new series which has been described as a cross between Downton Abbey and House of Cards. It's called the residents and it, um, it'll follow apparently the relationships between uh, the White House resident staffers and the various first families down to the age years now I don't know for um, Netflix or for, for no, it's uh, for, movies no no it's not uh, he, he's actually doing this deal he signed this deal with 20th Century Fox uh, and he's ex it's expected to be a cable series uh, so uh, Netflix as far as I know hasn't come into it at all yet Oh. So, um, and uh, he's he's continuing on with Netflix. We'll see apparently the fourth series um, of House of Cards next February. And he's also, by the way, he's also just finished um, a movie called Elvis and Nixon, in which he plays uh, the disgraced president of the United States, Richard Nixon. Oh, I thought he'd play Elvis because he fancies himself <laughs> as, as a, a singer. singer. Well, Bobby Darren, as you know, he did yeah. uh, he did the, the biopic based on Bobby Darren's life, and he actually he is quite a decent singer. Very decent. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's it. It's coming up. Uh, I we haven't uh, anything more solid on it. It's called the residence. Uh, they, okay. I, I think they have drafts of early scripts. Uh, they have a commitment from 20th Century Fox, and it will be a cable series, uh, which presumably will mean, hopefully, will mean it'll be more mature than you might get, say, All on right. network television. Yeah. Peter Bogdanovich. Well, okay, first of all, he has a movie out called She's Funny That Way, and it's his first feature film as a director, I think, since 2003, and it's a, a play, a, the, the, the lead part in it is played by Owen Wilson, plays this hopelessly romantic New York stage director who likes to rescue pro, pro, prostitutes uh, by giving kind of sackfuls of money with no strings attached um, in order to, you know, improve their lives. Do you remember who the British Prime Minister was who used to rescue prostitutes that Gladstone. was his story Gladstone, Gladstone. Yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. Um, so um, anyway, so that's what he did. That's what he was doing, and he gets involved with this this young this young woman, this Broadway escort called uh, Brooklyn escort, I should say, called Izzy Finkelstein, and she's played by a lo lovely actress. That sounds of like a, a very Woody Allenish kind type of name. And the, the, the movie is in many ways kind of close to Woody Allen. It's it's kind of second rate sort of Woody Allen, and uh, but it's a, it's a farce. It plays basically in about three different locations: a restaurant. Um, a, a, a theatre where they're auditioning and um, a hotel and it moves along fairly quickly Love some nice performances in it I have to say um, I haven't seen um, when, I can't remember the last time uh, I saw um, uh, Jennifer Aniston in a movie but she plays this 
this kind of constantly distressed therapist, and she's very, very funny in it. Now, farce yeah. is yeah. not something that, in fact, the movies have done a lot of, isn't mm, that well, right? Well, okay, th- th- this is this harks back to what we call screwball comedy. So in the 30s yeah. and into the 40s, but in the 40s then stuff like film war took over. But in the, the, the 30s especially, screwball comedy would have been uh, very much the sort of given and popular thing. There was a, yeah, because there was a theatre in London's West End which only used to do first. There was mm. a famous actor called Brian Ricks. Oh, I remember him. Well, I remember hearing of him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and it only used to do first. And I think it might be the Whitehall, but I'm not certain. Yeah, it was. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was a wonderful farce, uh, French, but but with Fedu. Fedu was the name of the the creator of, of that kind of of that farce. Yes, Fédu. but the one with Jean and Lala Brigida and. Paradiso was a hotel oh, paradiso. Hotel paradiso, yeah. Wasn't yeah. that wonderful? Did yeah. you like that? Yeah, that was quite good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm All sure right. you liked her. Anyway, but ju- just who to is mention, Peter Just to mention Bogdanovich. Who is he? Okay, first of all, he's the director. Um, he, he started out writing, and he he actually went uh, to one of the drama schools in New York. Uh, so he he was also starting as an actor, I suppose. But um, he, he he had three movies at the beginning: George, Last Picture Show, What's Up Doc, and Paper Moon, and there were all enormous critical and commercial successes uh, some of the um some of the the, the the reviews of the last picture show actually compared it uh, to the work of Orson Welles, believe it or not. And anyway, he went a bit mad, I think, as a result of that. He followed those three up with um, a, a film version of um, Henry James's novella, Daisy Miller in 1974. Then he did a musical in which he tried to get Burt Lancaster and Sybil Shepherd to, sli- to, to sing called At Long Last Love. Do you remember Burt that? Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, yeah, sorry, yeah. Burt Reynolds. And and he did Nickelodeon. The three of those were disasters. And essentially, he never really uh, recovered uh, from that sort of period in his life. He was considered, he was living with her in Hollywood. He was considered to be very sort of uppity, very full of himself, wasn't the sort of person that you'd get along with um, very easily. But um, I have to say, I, I love, I, I every, every month, George, I do this sort of, uh, film show for a group um, uh, at uh, St. Paul's Church in Glenageary and I showed him What's Up Doc two months ago and some of them said several of the people had said it was the funniest film that they'd ever seen. They absolutely adored it. Uh, but anyway, that's Ryan O'Neill was it? Ryan O'Neill was in it yeah, with, uh, with, 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 with Streisand yeah. and she's great in it. Yeah. She never believed in it. She never uh, felt it had anything going for it. She never believed that it was funny but she was absolutely wonderful in it. And she had lots of, yeah, she had lots of very sort of quick dialogue. Well, uh, one of the things I want to ask you about is I know you built an extension to your house (laughs) to store all your film music, which you once sniffily told me you had filed, not by music, but by director. I I remember you using that against me at one of our (laughs) sessions in court. Now, just before we go on, um, I'm hoping to have Bogdanovich, by the way, on the picture show this weekend at six o'clock. Very good. On the music, of which you are an expert, I have to say, mm. um, James Horner uh, lost uh, piloting his own plane. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ingrid, funny enough, was quite an expert. Uh, on James Horner? No, oh. on the number of people. On flying planes? Yes, <laughs> the number of people who, who have died, died piloting uh, 
planes by themselves. Yeah, Harrison Ford nearly, nearly was a goner quite recently yeah. as well. Doing but, but your man, uh, John Denver. John Denver, of course, yeah. But all kinds of people like Ricky Nelson, yeah. Bo Diddley, um, all of those kind of guys, they all died. Yeah. In, now, this is a movie I haven't seen, yeah. but this is one of James Horner's uh, most famous pieces of music, which you will instantly recognize. Titanic. Mm. I never saw it. Is this a good movie? You never saw Titanic? No. God, George, you must be out on your own then. Titanic was one of those famous cases uh, where people actually went back to it again and again and again. I saw it with Kenneth Moore. What was the name of that movie? (laughs) A Night to Remember. A Night to Remember. Based on the definitive book about the tragedy. Well, the, I don't think James Cameron um, sort of su- suggested that this was based on the famous book, but it was very spectacular. Was it? Uh, yeah. And it had uh, one of those problems that Cameron's um, movies always have, um, the, spe- the special effects and the sort of command of the technology of movie making is all there. But he tends to write sort of fairly puerile scripts. And there was a lot of criticism of the script for Titanic. Don't forget, Shane and Galway says, don't forget Bogdanovich as the psychiatrist, psychiatrist yeah. well, I, in I w- The Soprano. I had it on, on a bit of paper there. I was going to mention if we got to it. He, yeah. One of the things eventually, George, that he, he okay, he, he did a couple of movies that were uh, in later sort of life. St. Jack with Ben Gazzara, which is a nice movie. He did The Mask. Remember The Mask? Sure. Sure. Yeah, he did that and several others, but he he had no sort of, uh, you know, what's up doc level successes. Uh, but he, he, OK, he's, he's, he's a famous film historian. Uh, he writes a lot about the movies. He, he's a producer. He's a very influential producer. Noah Baumbach and people like that. Wes Anderson. They're they're very okay. close to him. And actually, the two of those are producers um, on this movie uh, that we're talking about. All right. You have a couple of movies, have you? Uh, Minions, uh, which is a prequel. Uh, I Have you seen or have you had cause to take your uh, grandchildren to The Despicable me movies now. No, I don't take my grandchildren to movies. I take them to golf, rugby, cricket. Uh, I don't take them to the movies. Okay, well, Minions is a prequel to the two Despicable Me uh, movies, and it's a bitty, sort of hastily produced, and I think loosely strong um, uh, prequel. It's about these little sort of creatures. They're like, they're they're all in, all yellow, George, and they're like they're like sort of batteries. They're, they're, they're little creatures. And what they do is they search around for a despicable me type, a person who's a villain in order to lead them. And that's what this movie uh, is Any about. Good? It's, it's bitty, as I say. From time to time, it has sort of a good line or two in it. And you have another movie called Slow West. I like this. I have to say I like you this. You like it? Yeah, I did, yeah. It's, it's a lean, polished Western set in the 1880s in Colorado. And believe it or not, remember we had a movie recently called Salvation, a Western called Salvation, and we were explaining how it actually had been shot in South Africa. Well, this is a Western set in Colorado, and it was shot in New Zealand. And uh, Michael Fassbender, he plays this kind of classic 
guardian or mentor figure guiding a young Scottish aristocrat played by Jodie Smith McPhee in, who's in search of the woman he believes he loves this so that's what it's about and uh, one of the interesting things about him is about the movie is the way it presents the frontier you get Irish Germans Chinese Swedes um, uh, all kinds of people so it was like the, you'd expect the frontier to have been like and uh, uh, what this young fella does is he's, he's out to get to bring back his girlfriend he's a young Scottish aristocrat and what he does is he hires um, this gunman played by Fassbender in order to protect him so uh, because there's a, a a bounty put on the girl's head and all kinds of people are chasing her for it uh, it's very handsome very very well made doesn't sort of outstay its welcome I think it's about 91 minutes right. long so uh, I like okay. it you know when you get uh, labelled uh, as something you can never shake it off right now well you've been on this programme for 13 years yes, and yeah. your critics all suggest you're anti-female, right? Yes. They do. They yes? Do. They do. Here's a text, and it just shows how unfair yeah. criticism is, mm-hmm. right? Ten minutes in, and not a mention of an actress. Unreal. Now, you've talked about mm-hmm. uh, Streisand. Mm-hmm. You've talked about Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, I said very complimentary things about Jennifer No, no, Aniston. but just, I mean, once people... Imogene Poots. Um, look gorgeous. Yeah. Um, um, I, 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 that's rubbish. That's nonsense. Right. Huge number of people haven't seen Titanic. That's <laughs> oh, right, yeah. No. Um, yes, there was something that I was, was really I was just going to talk about the third man, George, and I'm, try, I'm, oh, try, please, I'm trying to please. figure how I'm going to get a woman into that. There's a, an, an Italian actress There's a great called, woman. Yeah, an, an Italian actress called Valley. Um, who was um, under um, contract at that time to David O. Selznick, who was one of the producers. She's in it. And uh, anyway, the, the restored version of the movie, which is everybody knows is directed by um, Carl Reed, um, is out uh, in the in Dublin. It's in the Irish Film Institute and the Lighthouse. Uh, can I Friday. say, is there yeah. only one night? No, 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 no. It's at least a week. Because Ingrid would have been a young child at that very period in Vienna. Yeah, she was well, that right? And and she brought me, you know, the 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 great scene with the with the thing that yes. goes round yeah. and round the, the first carousel wheel, yeah. or whatever. First, first wheel. wheel. Yeah. She brought me there, and and uh, I saw that, which is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Now. Um, it, uh, as I your say, texts to five three one or six, of course. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's out this weekend uh, in Dublin. It's at the Irish Film Institute and the Lighthouse, and um, uh, it it does all kinds of things. As I said, it's easily um, reads um, best movie, and but it it has one of the great sort of uh, um, performances as a bad guy by Orson Welles in it, who oh, plays yes. Harry Lyme in it, and he's just wonderful. He's great. He's just great. In and it. we were speaking about James Horner, who died, who yeah. played so much theme music. The music oh. on the zither yeah. is just, yeah. oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Look, there's two things I want you to talk about. One, he's true detective. Ingrid told me not to watch it because she wasn't watching it. It was as good as the original? She, well, she told you not to watch it because she wasn't watching it. Yeah, that's the way we worked in I television. I see, okay. Well, I liked it, I have to say. I've, I've seen some of the reviews and there have been good and bad reviews uh, for and against it. And it's basically this, okay, for, there are going to be eight episodes, by the way. There were six in the last one. And in this one, um, there's 
uh, three uh, uh, law enforcement officers, one a detective played by Colin Farrell, um, another a sheriff uh, played by Rachel McAdams, and then there's actress a, uh, Rachel McAdams. McAdams, yeah, and then there's a um, a motorcycle cop played by Taylor Kitsch, and uh, what the first episode, uh, by the way, Vince Vaughn is in it as well, who's a a, a sort of a big noise um, businessman, and. One of the things it does is uh, there's very little real uh, plot in the first episode. What we do is we get all these kind of glimpses of character and the plot actually kicks in at the very end of the first episode. I won't say any more um, about it than that. But it's uh, it's film noirish, George. Um, it's a very, very strong performances. Um, I have to say I liked it and I think it's going to get better. Now, we're out of time, yeah. but this Stanley Kubrick film they're going to make, mm. I'm really interested in that. I mean, I love the story yeah. that I've, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, well, okay. Well, first of all, Kubrick yeah, was a fa- famous man uh, for researching uh, movies for uh, forever. And, and and a lot of the time, then, he wouldn't do anything uh, with the research. As everybody knows, uh, Kubrick is the uh, director of 2001, uh, Clockwork Orange, Doctor Strange, of all of those. And he one of the projects that he was involved in for years was a thing called the downslope, which was a lengthy American Civil War story about the rivalry between a Union and a Confederate um, officer. It focused on a series of battles in the Shenandoah Valley between General George Armstrong Custer, whom we all know from Custer's Last Stand, and this Confederate colonel called John Singleton Mosby. And he was known as the Grey Ghost for his stealth and elusiveness. And his cavalrymen called uh, Mosby's Rangers, they continually outsmarted uh, the much larger enemy forces in a kind of sequence of raids. And this enraged Custer. So the fight between these people went on for years, um, um, even after the Civil War, as they, they the, uh, the, the West was opening up. As you know, whenever we talk about the West, we're basically talking about uh, America after that period in the, the Civil War. Civil War ended in 65, wasn't it? So we're talking about generally about the 1880s, 1890s. And um, so this went on forever. It, it sounds, okay, he worked on it. Um, uh, Kubrick worked on it with a Civil War historian, a fellow called Shelby Foote. Who's fabulous. I've read his book. Have you? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah fabulous. Yeah. He is the authority on the Civil War. Okay. And uh, he, uh, Kubrick was obsessively involved in it. And he did, uh, he researched the true story, uh, he created maps, he drew up character studies, and he took extensive notes for the movie, which he never made. And now they're going to make it. They're going to make it now. All uh, right, that's And they're making good. it, George, they, they, by the way, they're making it as a trilogy, which should be really okay. interesting. Uh, 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 um, producer Mark Simpson went off to see Jurassic World. He didn't he loved give it, he me said. a review. No, did he, he said love he it? Loved it. And did you love it? <laughs> I didn't love it, no, no, no. No. Right. I thought it was very much like the first one and I think if, if you wanted to see it get the DVD maybe of the first one and put it in your bedroom and have a look at it just watch the first one yes yeah there yeah. you go but he's yeah. entitled to his opinion Mark Simpson yeah, the, yes, producer. the producer he is, oh absolutely yeah yeah, yeah absolutely uh, Pete Foxford uh, County Mayo he hasn't even seen Jaws so anyway, <laughs> listen, uh, is there Gaelic football on Saturday no, or no, the picture show? No, uh, the picture show is on. As I said, we hope to have Bogdanovich. And I have the, uh, okay, there's a brilliant movie. We'll be talking about it next week called Amy, which is about Amy Winehouse. It's absolutely wonderful. Amy who? Amy Winehouse. Oh, uh, right. Uh, okay. com- coming out. And we have the director of that on the show. If you don't get Bogdanovich, will you talk I'll to me? I'll think about you. I'll, I'll ask the producer about you. I'll make a case for you. 